I mean, we have we have a few very powerful voices in the community, and I think they should yeah. be using it for positive change rather than um, social media cloud is like my biggest yeah. thing. And I think Azul is the biggest, um, the best example of someone who only uses their voice for positive change, and we see yeah. the positive change happening when he says something. So. Yo, what up, guys? Welcome to Faded Town, number one Pokemon podcast in the world. These are facts. Look them up in a book, Google them, PokeStats them. Uh, I know y'all are on Twitter crying all the time. It's probably on Twitter. You just have to look that up, too. Uh, you can make a Twitter post about that. Uh, if you haven't hit the subscribe button, which, like, more than... Like, 80% of you guys don't hit the subscribe button for some reason. I don't understand it. It's just a button. Just hit it. Like, please. Um, <laughs> please. Please. I don't even know at this point. Just just hit the subscribe button. Um, comments. I reply to every comment down below. If you got something to say, you want something to go on the podcast, anything like that, leave a comment down below. Um, yeah. I guess like it. Don't like it, dislike it, do whatever you do. All right, but uh, we got a lot, we got a lot going on this week. We had news that dropped the same day that we dropped the podcast, like normal. So probably when you're watching this, there'll probably be a whole new update on all this that's going to happen on the same day. So yeah, that's just how it works on this podcast. We at one point we changed the podcast to like Fridays to avoid that. I remember, and then it and then it happened like still happened. I was like, all right, whatever. Um, we'll talk about that news, then we'll talk about thoughts on on, our, on Baltimore. What won? There's two other regionals this weekend that won. We'll kind of just wrap up the Pokemon Go era, World's era, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the format, yeah. Yeah, and then we'll talk about Baltimore, our experiences, and then we'll move on to Lost Origins and how much, uh, I think it's a lot more fun out there. But, uh, yeah, that's cool, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Let's kind of jump into Baltimore. We had Piper win with Charizard, which... Yeah. Huge congrats to Piper, by the way. Like, when, right. uh, I know, like, at the beginning of last season, or like when we came back from COVID, a lot of players were um, dismissing some of these age-ups um, into our meta, myself included. Like, I, I obviously was not the biggest fan of um, what was happening with all these age-ups coming in. Um, but I think that I was very happily proven wrong by Piper and Travis, like two of them who kind of immediately showed up, showed out. Um, and I remember playing against Piper at EYC and she was, uh, I could tell like right away, like she was going to be really good. Like I was like, Piper's going to be really, really good. Um, you, everyone's got to like watch out for her basically. Like I felt that there, I felt that at NAIC watching her play, like she is a very good player. And I think that Piper is going to be one of those names where like, um, like as we move forward, like it's going to be someone who people will like, she will, I think she will have a, a, a lot more accolades coming her way before um, her time is done in the Pokemon. I, I agree. I agree. Especially piling the deck. Like even last week we were like, that, that was the deck we said not to play unless you are like a top 50 yeah, I, player. I, like, I said, like, I think, I think uh, if you were not a, we were not proficient with that. I said, don't play it. And she was insane with it. So I mean, she that, was insane. It was like that. Like a, when we were going through matchups and stuff with, with uh, my testing partners and stuff, we're like, Charizard's probably the best. 
But can you play that? Can you play at the the highest level? And like I couldn't. It was I mean, trash. watching Piper put on the show that she did was like an absolute masterclass of like yeah. how to do it. Like the speed, the proficiency at which she played was just. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely beautiful to watch. Like I caught uh, top four and finals after I made it home because I drove back during top eight because um, I was about an hour away, hour and some change. And so I watched top four and finals and watching her put on um, the show that she did in top four and finals, it felt uh, very practiced, very rehearsed and very uh, clean. It felt very clean to watch. And it was, it was, yeah. it, was a, it was a treat. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I like to see like those type of decks do really well. Um, if we look at the other two regionals, we had a Mew list, which was just standard. Um... I, I think, like, Mew... Um, I saw Franco, I think, Takahashi, tweet this out um, after the regionals. That, like, Mew fills that Night March slot that uh, we have, like, in every format. Like, not in every format, but, like, to some, to some, some extent, like, in some formats, we have this, like, Night March slot that is so inherently powerful that no matter what you do, sometimes you can't beat it if they get to, like, a good start or, like, a good um, setup. Mm-hmm. And um, in this instance, it filled that Night March slot... Um, and I think we saw that Mew list or like that version of Mew uh, kind of perform across the board. Um, not the Fusion one. Like in, in, in Bilbao, we saw the Fusion one win. Yeah. But we saw like in NA uh, with Baltimore, we saw the Fusion less Mew with Joey Rudiger and uh, Isaac Molaski both taking top eight slots. Um, yeah. And I think Jeremy Gamilla also played the No Fusion. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just looking at yeah. They all played the No Fusion version to great success. And I think we saw a ton more in day two. So I think that. It might become the new wave of how to play it moving forward or like the more popular wave. Yeah, I think the only matchup they don't really like is the fusion one, which yeah, which was, mirror, which makes it real a, weird. The mirror as a whole does not feel like the best or like most skill no. intensive matchup. Definitely not. It's definitely just straightforward. I should have played the deck. Kind of deck. I no for sure. I mean, I, I the, this this deck was something on my worlds. Um, list like the almost like a few cards off was what I wanted to play for the world championships, and I kind of regret not playing it there. I, I regret kind of not playing it here, but um, I also had a great time with Palkia, so I can't really complain. Yeah. Um, and then we had was it the Brazil one? A Porto Alegre, I think I yeah. said it right. Um, we had that's, Dalton that's winning that's with a very unique, yeah, we had Dalton winning with a very unique um RCS build, capitalizing on just playing four path for um. Uh, Barney and playing heavy, heavy, heavy Sharon's care, just being able to outheal using Slay King, which is an interesting attacker because he can hit to 280 with the powerful energy. And Dalton plays three copies of powerful energy and Blissey. Um, not entirely sure how he used the Blissey to full effect. Um, I would love to see the stream if there's one. Um, but I think the idea was just that, like, you can maybe get off to an early enough lead with your RCS's power up and early Blissey, get in there, Sharon's kill all your energies back and like keep going. Or like late game, maybe go into a Blissey when you are like in a Hail Mary spot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, like I think the deck is really cool. It's just a straight RCS, no Intellion, no, no, no barrel, nothing. We're just raw drawing what we need. Um, That's pretty wild, actually. It's, it's like a back, it's a very back to the basics kind of deck, which is it's cool. Super. It's got the three pokey gears and stuff. Um, but we haven't seen decks like this. Like at the very least, we've seen like we've seen Sharon care out just just out yep. healing everyone, which is like a good strategy at this point. There's not a lot of one shotting, especially in that in that format. No, I mean it's a it's, lot of two think... shots, and and if you're just gonna heal every time, it worked out. Yeah, I mean, you know, raw drawing it is pretty tough, but he he, he did his thing. Um, this kind of wraps up 
I don't know that format. I thought that format was okay. I don't know. I think I think it had a good mixture of like skill based decks and and your little straightforward muse and stuff like that, which is nice. We had some yeah, um, we had some like weird peaks where like worlds was a little bit um interesting, I think is the best way to put it, where like players just kinda defaulted to a little bit more of aggressive decks to counter and try to win a couple of those rounds. Uh, and we saw that's where we saw Arc Pika's making it to the top of the bracket. But then we saw yeah. this weekend in a more controlled 14, 15 round meta that Arc Pika's kind of floated back to the bottom. Um yeah. like they couldn't really hold their own against the big boys. Um and we saw like these Muse, the the Palkias, like decks that we would uh, expect doing well. Um doing well like as usual like yeah. in a bigger like longer controlled environment um when there's more variance more more things going kind of crazy we saw that coming in um but format's done i mean i'm yeah. i for one i'm glad and we're left with probably the shortest window tournament window we have um all yeah. season which is until the end of november or like the last weekend of november we have lost origin which is only two months but we've got two months of lost origin format yeah, which which is gonna bring a, a lot of change, which is kind of cool. But but we'll jump into that later. Let's talk the announcements on on the CP. We get yeah. we get um nothing changed, which nope. It's literally a copy pasta from last year. Yeah, um, it is. It's kind of tough. It's kind of. I mean, I think a lot of people like thought that just... might happen. But, it's disheartening because I know a lot of players compete. Like, it's hard to... Okay, I'll put it this way, because this is a little bit of Twitter discourse that was also happening, and, yeah. I mean, while I think that I would like to see more players play for fun um, and enjoy the game, it's really hard to justify going to a regionals with how expensive flying and hotels are these days, as well as a $70 entry with not even you getting your matter promo like you're promised. I got neither, so... I got neither. I didn't get none either. Um, I went up there... <laughs> I went up there, I was like... I mean, they like they didn't. They're like, I got this, and I was like, I don't want this, <laughs> and I left. They're like, what is this? But uh, all right, like, I think it's hard to justify, especially when the tournaments are getting to like eight hundred plus pretty regularly. Like back in the day, getting to eight hundred was like, like a wowza. Like we just, no, I think, I think this one was the biggest regionals by far this past weekend, and like the number is only going to keep growing. So I think Pokemon needs to do something to accommodate it. Like I don't know if it's bumping up the points in general. Um, adding more money tiers in general. Uh, but I think my biggest gripe with what, before we even touch on the CP subject is like, yeah. I think um, one thing that I've noticed over the pandemic and even now is that like local level events, like one K's, these things, they're thriving. They're having a fantastic time, like 40, 50 people showing up 20 plus on weeknights. Like um, yeah. I've noticed like in a lot of people's scenes, like local events are doing well. And that's because the stores are providing like adequate pricing back. Or like the entry for entry uh, fee becomes the pool. Um, Pokemon doesn't do that for cups. Like Pokemon no. provides a man. That's it. Have a good time. Um, yep. Which I think is a is a major flaw if you want to grow the game. So if you are watching this and if you are Pokemon, for example, like please do something to support the local scene better and do something with regionals because I get that ICs and Worlds are your biggest shows and you do something you do you do great on those. But like that's five events a year. There's a myriad yeah. of other stuff that needs to be taken care of throughout the year. Um, yeah. So BFL for regionals and SBEs are six for the season again, which means if you pick up the minimum, which is like six sets of 30 points, that's 180, um, which is not even halfway there, which is a little bit crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, for example, I played 15 rounds 
to go nine four two, which I think the average player already thinks is like a pretty uh, crazy feat. And I walked yeah. out with fifty points, so that's yeah. that's, not <laughs> that's not a lot. That's not a lot. Yeah, it's tough, um, especially when like there's people that didn't make day two that got forty points or thirty, even less, yeah. even less. Yeah. Like uh, ICs as a whole will give out a ton of points as well, like as usual. Like ICs are like the points givers, but obviously. Um, they did announce the LAIC date, which will be Thanksgiving weekend uh, in America, which is uh, November 25th through 27th will be the event. Yeah. But that is an expensive weekend for people to travel because it's Thanksgiving. Flights are not cheap. Travel is not cheap. It's a little bit late. And uh, as a whole, it's just like not the, worth it. Yeah. not the best EV for like your money for points ratio. Um, so internationals are a little bit of a pay to win, like pay to get there. Like you still have to perform, obviously. But yeah. um, they are more pricey than regionals. But if you have like the option to go to an IC or like two regionals, I would choose the IC every time. Um, it's a better experience in general. Like, and uh, I guess if you're not celebrating stuff with Thanksgiving with your family, like, could be cool. Um, could be cool. Like for me, I've never our family's never been a traditional Thanksgiving family because we're um, Indian, and so like that's not really part of our culture. Right. So Thanksgiving is usually just like I come home for holidays, my sister comes home for the holidays. We chill. Like, that's pretty much it. Like, or we go to a family member's place and chill. Like, that's it. That's all we do. So, um, it's just a nice four-day holiday for me. So, it works out great because I, I don't have to take more than a day off of work, which is great. Right. But, um, yeah, well, for other I, people, I understand how it's a problem. Yeah, it's tough. I like my, my plane ticket would be like 800 bucks. Mine was 1100 no, dude. Full transparency. That's which crazy. Is, which is 500 more than what I paid last uh, LAIC. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm like, especially at the level that I'm playing at right now. I don't think I'm at, like, I'm not playing well, so I'm like, it's just, let me get in the zone better and then start deciding whether I'm going to spend more money. Because you're yeah. right, like, at the end of the day, I, I see I see it on Twitter all the time, like, oh, it's not about, like, chasing an invite, it's just about having fun, and I'm like, there ain't nothing else in the game. Like, what else are you yeah. going to do? I, 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 simply, I simply dislike people that tell people what to do. Like, if you want to come play, have fun. Like, that's your prerogative. Yeah. But I don't think it's worth dismissing a player who can get... Like, if they come to Baltimore, for example, I saw a lot of posts this weekend that people would get discouraged after not performing and saying, like, okay, my invite streams are dead. And I, it's understandable. Like, if that's all you yeah. want to play for, that's all you want to play for. Like, in the last couple of years, getting an invite has been the only goal because Pokemon has cut down on support at local levels and increased it at, like, higher... Like, not even increased, like... Yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's actually been the same, decreased. It's, it's been the same fucking shit for the last like six years at the top level. Like, no, well, they, they took away the two fifty for top sixty four, right? That was only a one season thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I I shit the bed, and obviously, like in your head, in my head, I'm like, how many of these rituals am I go to? Is it possible? It's like, at least write it out till January. Like in my head, I'm like, I'm right out till January. See what see what the local scene looks like. What what happens then? Yeah, whatever um, they announce with locals. Um, for those yeah. who are watching, they did like I think we mentioned this last time as well, but they did say locals will be coming back um, in early 2023. Yeah, whether that is January or like with the launch of Scarlet Violet, it remains to be seen. And what we're actually getting also remains to be seen um, right. because uh, if Pokemon ever feels like they don't have enough invites. Um, for their own projection for Worlds, they'll bump up the number. And they did that in 2017 yeah. season. Um, but we don't know what that is, because they give us zero transparency, which is absolutely miserable. So that's it cool. is, It's super miserable. I think like communication would just be so much better. 
Okay. Like, uh, like, yeah. like, a, like, a, like a like a couple once a couple week, like just like a news conference or like a press conference. Something like anything. Like if you go to I, I last time I looked, the regionals for um what is it? Toronto was still wrong on their website. Yeah, yeah I think it took it literally took Azul tweeting that it was wrong, and then did they, did they fix it. And then they fixed it. Yes. Okay. I was like, um, I was like yesterday when I looked. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they fixed took it. Little tweeting. Um, That's hilarious. <laughs> like, it's just like little things like that. Like, how how does that go? How does it even get posted? Like, I don't know. I don't, like, I, it, it makes I, you I feel, feel like, like they don't care. That's like what it, like it makes you feel like that's like, so, like, like it like it's a burden. Like it's I mean, like oh, I need to post this. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just completely unacceptable the way they handle themselves in that regard. Um, yeah. I do feel like they need to, like, have just someone, like, set to that kind of a job because, I don't know, it's, yeah. like, really just disheartening to see some of this, like, like, them continuously, like, not only, like, giving us wrong information, but also misinformation. Like, it's just, it's bad. It's super late and just, like, I don't know, like, it's hard to just call anything super late, but, like, it's just, like, well, it, I think it was like two days before the regional that we found out how many points we can get at the regional. I was like, that's yeah. a little like insane. Yeah, like, I mean, we I mean we got it, but it's just like a little late. <laughs> it is what it is. I don't know. Uh, there's really nothing you could do other than like I don't know, tweet out like like Azul does. I mean, and, yeah, we have very we have a few very just, powerful voices in the community, and I think they yeah. should be using it for positive change rather than. Um, Social media cloud is like my biggest yeah. thing. And I think Azul is the biggest, um, the best example of someone who only uses their voice for positive change. And we yeah. see the positive change happening when he says something. So uh, definitely encourage your. Um, yeah. Player I think to Chip, speak out Chip, Chip as well. Chip does, does Chip is well. very good. Yeah. Chip as well. Chip, Chip like even, out even with the, the Baltimore stuff, he, he made a tweet, but obviously, uh, and that, that stuff got fixed right away. And he, he talked to, um, was it Christy and, and Christine? Yep. Yeah. I, I, I think the tweet said he spoke to Christine, and Christine's doing her best to make things yeah. right um, because she wants to make sure that like everyone is good. I, I understand what happened to Baltimore is like pretty un like pretty unacceptable in terms of like players not getting mats and promos. But I also understand it from Christine's side, where I assume like the venue was booked out for them, and she was given very little turnaround time from Worlds to plan for Baltimore because I know Christine was working at Worlds. But like yeah. she was at Worlds with the rest of us and had to come back and plan this entire event, um, and I, I can't imagine the turnaround time was like appealing. You know, like I can't imagine yeah. it was easy to get that all done in the in like the four weeks, um, especially because I'm sure Pokemon was not super cooperative on their side. Right. Um, like the whole the whole thing is just a shit show, and and Baltimore obviously wasn't like most people didn't like the city, which. Like, even when I talk to you, you're like, hey, like, don't walk around downtown. It's not, like, the safest place. No, Which, I, I, I still hold that. Yeah, I agree, I agree, too. When I walked around, it didn't, it didn't feel, even during the day, it felt sketchy. There's a lot of homeless. There's a lot of fucking... It's, it's not a terrible city. It's, for, just not a, it's, not a, it's just not the safest city. Yeah, it's not, like, the safest. So it was, like, it was kind of awkward. But overall, the venue was... Okay, I think the seating was well. the The tournament, I think the tournament ran smooth. Um, we had we had good outcomes. I think 
there's a lot of prominent prominent names that made day two, which was nice to hey, see. Day too. one, day one did run a little bit slow, I think. Um, but I oh, think it did, it did. Really, day one uh, was we a little bit slow over, across the board, but I think uh, overall, I think um, overall, I think it was like really cool to um, like. I, also, the venue was like really hot. Like I, that was yeah, it was, was like, the venue was like uncomfortably unbearable. Okay. Like, I couldn't like I don't know. I was just uncomfortable. Okay, it definitely um, wasn't the best uh, tournament or regional I've ever been to, but like. I don't know. I've been to I've been to tournaments where they have paper deck lists. Right? I know we're like not there anymore. Like we're in the future. But this is probably I think the, it was probably one of the worst ones in the modern era. But I yeah, um, I agree. This might be the first and last time we have a Baltimore regionals. Yeah, is how I probably like. And I think I think this is probably the first and last time we have one. It's a very cool, easy location to get to. But uh, I think we can just go down a couple, a little bit to go to DC. But I think DC is also really expensive. So yeah. I don't know. Um, We'll we'll see. We'll move move past that. I think yep. it sucked. We're going. We're moving over to the middle of nowhere now. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of top players, um, like you were mentioning in day two of which was uh, nice to Baltimore. see. Actually, it, it felt like it felt like a like kind of a cool like reunion. We saw Piper, Isaac, yeah. uh, Andrew Kennett, Makani Tran, uh, Jeremy Gamilla, Nicholas Moffat, Jordan Degur, and Jack Moore make top eight with um, top sixteen having notable players like Calvin Connor, Isaiah Bradner, Adler Pierce. Andy Zhang, Drew Kate, as well as Garcia Grego, Justin Bacardi, and Christian Labella. Um, Drew Kate, for those who don't know, uh, was our, our, our Daytona Regional Champion last year, and I think Drew also has a top four in there somewhere. So Drew was a very good player, like, pre-pandemic, and I think Drew opted to save their money um, to play in Worlds this upcoming year, so we didn't see them too much post-pandemic. But for those of you who may forget, Drew is a very good player. Um, Azul, uh, Azul Justin, like, household names, everyone knows him. Christian right. Labella, another one of those age-up seniors who... Um, proved themselves after the first. Like I, I don't think I saw their name super, do super well in the first couple tournaments, but uh, in the back half of the season, I, th- I know Christian Labella made top thirty-two at Worlds, top sixteen at this regionals. Like yeah. that's nothing to scoff at. Um, we see top thirty-two, some other big names like Isaiah Rufus, Stephen Varesco, uh, who got top eight at NAIC this past year. Uh, Tord Reklev, um, yeah, I don't need any instructions for Tord. Uh, yeah. Caleb Gedimer, another name. Tanner Hurley, um, Ty Palakia, Harris Nor, and then. In top sixty-four, more names that you would know, like myself, you know, Danny, Xander, Grant Manley, like yeah. a lot of guys that you like would expect to be in a day two. But it was really cool to have like a lot of really notable players in day two, and it was a lot of fun to just be there um, and play because it was yeah. a lot of like I think day two is just a different experience, and it's a lot of fun to be there in general. Now we can shift that to Peoria because Peoria will be trying to do it a week and a half. That's crazy. Um, yeah, no. Uh, and and Peoria will have um, our first kickoff of Lost Origin, which would be really interesting to see because we have a Singapore regionals to look at and Japan's results to look at. But besides that, we don't really have much else to indicate what Lost Origin is going to look like. And given, I think this tournament's like 800 people already minimum. I don't actually know how I to go so. Peoria. I'm not registered, so I can't see. I don't know um, either. I'm not either. I'm not going. But I know that there's a lot of people going. I know there's uh, a, a lot, lot of people are excited. Um, there's a lot of room for innovation with the Lost Box or like the Lost Zone engine. Comfy plus like Mirage Gate gives us a lot of options to play with. Chorus Experiment, like these are really, really good cards to kind of just uh, bring out these like unexplored stage ones or like uh, single prizes, sorry, um, basics that need weird energy uh, requirements. Um, we have Thornton to kind of uh, make some make some more combos or ideas come out of nowhere. And uh, I don't know, it, it's uh, it's cool. It's It's cool to I see think- these... These potential I, ideas. Come I agree. I, I like whenever you throw in a whole new engine that's like a draw engine, like it becomes it changes how the game is supposed to fundamentally yeah. work. And it, there's like 
a lot more things that can happen. You can you can take the old deck and throw in a different a new engine in mm-hmm. it, and it might just work better. Because I, I I think I don't know maybe the late night or one of the limitless ones they played um, Dialga with the Mirage Gate, and I'm like that almost sounds quicker, faster. Like to pull that off, that doesn't sound bad. I think it won too, which is like super cool to think about. Um, and then there's a bunch of archetypes. Like there's Zorark, there's um, Cramorant, that's just single prize attackers. There's Garatina. Um, what is the what is the Slug Dragon Pokemon? Oh, a Gudra. Gudra, Gudra's being yep. talked about. I don't know how great but, that know, is. A lot of cool but... engines. Like obviously, like we have Giratina, Chiron, like you mentioned, Gudra, Lost Box yeah. Engine. Like all these decks uh, are like the new new kids on the block. Um, but Mew is still going to be able to be played even with Drapion Correct. in the format. Um, Arceus will still see play. Um, we'll still see Palkia. Like obviously, I think Palkia is still very very strong. Um, like the meta does not change, but also the meta changes. Like it changes. Like this is probably the first big significant meta change we've had in a long time. Correct. Uh, and that's, like, important to note, because, like, this brings a lot of decks, um, like, this gives a lot of decks a chance to kind of make a name for themselves. Yeah. Um, I think and that there's a lot cool. of creativity that can come from this. Yeah, I'm, I am personally not going, I'm not going, but I am really excited to see what people come up with. Like, there are some crazy deck builders out there, like Drew Benekennett, who, like, put the effort in early, and you will usually come up with something that people have not expected, and that will kind of catch a tournament by storm. And so I'm really ex- excited to see what people come up, because this engine has, like, uh, a lot of possibilities. Um, Mirage Gate uh, is, like, an insane card. I agree. It's a, it's an absolutely yeah. nuts card. So like, I think it'll be really cool to see what the possibilities and the prospect of this new format will look like. Yeah. Um, we locally we had a tournament that was that was in this format. There's a lot of obviously a lot of people played old stuff because they didn't have the cards, but um, there's a lot of Zorark. I think I think Zorark's like a fan favorite of people. I think people are going to try to make that work. I think so too. I've seen. I've seen. Um, I was talking to someone else recently, and they were saying the same thing. Yeah, I think. I think the way from like the online tournaments that I've been looking at, I think the way people are playing it right now is just not the right way to play it. Um, I think it's the most like straightforward. Like if you like picked up the cards and you're like, oh, this is a deck. That's how you play, which is just like yeah. four I mean, double turbo four of down the line, which is like really pretty. Yeah. Um, in general, like how a deck should work, um, and I like that kind of consistency, like that level of consistency from a deck. Yeah. But is it really good? Is a question. Yeah, that's what that's what like it comes down to is, um, does it hit the damage? Is it consistent? And and does it trade well? And yeah. I think through more testing, I think we'll get a, a good list for that. Or no, people will just realize it won't. It's it just can't compete. Yeah. We get, was it Lost World or Lost something? Lost City, City, which makes the the Charizard deck like sketchy, but I still think that the the Charizard list with the Mirage Gate and uh, Engine is really good too. So it's it's, it's an insane card. uh, You just have to be more worried about, like, to be honest, it's, it's better because there's more attackers in it. 
like you can go into the Sableye, you can go into the Cramorant. Um, you don't have to attack with with um, Inteleon. Like there's some, I think the deck just gets better, so I, I could see that just winning. But I don't know. There's a lot of people like I've seen a four Empoleon list, which it's not gonna be good. There's no way that's no, good. no. Those, those are just like those meme ladder decks that people yeah. are trying out. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, there's no way it's good. Like, we're just trying to beat the Confi. Okay, sure. I don't even, I don't even know if that even. I, I mean, I guess it would beat the Confi because there's no way, there's no way around, there's no way around it. But like, I don't know. In in some of my testing, I put Empoleon in my deck, and like, the Confi just plays like broke, gets rid of your Empoleon, and then does its shit. And like, it's like, oh, all right, my Empoleon's not that good. It's once I get the, the the stuff in the discard pile, it's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, this, that makes I sense. But, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see what happens. I think I think we'll get cool lists. I think we'll get um, a lot of standard lists going in this. I think Salt Lake will bring more innovation because we're going to have more time. We're going to have oh, yeah. more stuff to but, look at. But after Salt Lake... Uh, our our chapter in North America with Lost Origin will close, and Europe's yeah. will begin, which is going to be really interesting because there are crazier deck battles over there, like Tord and Correct. Robin, and like these guys and Pedro. That'll um, be fun Stephane. too. Like we've seen these guys time and time again innovate with their crazy lists. Uh, our world yeah. champion Andre, like all these guys are over there, and I they will know. have two regionals over there. So Lost Origin won't end with just us in America. Um, we'll have the first two Lost Origin events, but then it'll pan over to uh, our friends over in Europe, where they will have two regionals, or I think a special on regionals. Yeah, um, special I don't want to like misspeak, but I think I think that's what it. Let me pull it up right now. Um, yeah, they've got the. Oh no, they have two regionals. It's Lille okay. and Warsaw, and then so, they will be able to um, basically like show off what's going to happen there, and that will end the, one of the shortest formats we have in history. Yeah. Uh, in the, Lost Origin. Because the new set drops, what, December? New set drops the first week of November being legal for Latin American internationals. Really? Yep. It's already it's already dropping in November? Yep. That's, that's crazy. It's very soon. It's very soon. That is. And is this the... What set is this one? Is that so the one with... Oh, is Lugia. that the one with Lugia? Wow. Wow. I remember reading, it, it, seeing it, it people post Lugia... It marks the end of our Sword and Shield block. Yep, that's true. So after this, crazy. I think the next set we get, unless we get like a mini set or something in between, uh, it will be um, Scarlet Violet. Yeah, so. which is kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I think it's nuts. At the end of the day, if, if you if you chase your invite for TCG until January and you're not close, Jump on the VGC. They're starting up in January. Yeah, they, they will start, yes, at that point, yeah. <laughs> like, maybe maybe they'll be like, hey, you only need, like, 200 points for VGC or whatever. I don't know what it is for VGC, but maybe it's going to be a lot less because they're only going to have, like, half a season. Yeah, I don't know what theirs will be, but um, that'll be yeah. interesting to see. That'll be interesting, too. I guess, I don't know. I've always liked VGC, so maybe maybe that's my, my future if... if uh, if TCG doesn't hey, go I mean, well the for first, me. The first one's in San Diego, so it's not far for you. I know, it's not bad. It's not bad. I don't, I don't know. I'm super excited for Salt Lake. Obviously, I have to do well. I, I did horrible. I switched up decks. Um, I practiced Mew for like two weeks. I get to, I get like a day before 
my roommate sends me a, a Palkia list. I get to the room. I re- everyone in the room is basically playing Palkia. The deck looks like it's running fine. I'm like, you know what? I'm playing Palkia. I get to the tournament. I play round round one, game one, and I realize I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm like, drizzle for what? There's like a point where like... I'm, not good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Like you're playing Italian engine, like I think, like I, because I, I played so much Italian, like Palkia specifically leading up to Worlds. I felt like it was the best play for me because um, I, I thought like Palkia is just like so natural for me. I played it at Milwaukee. I played it right. in NAIC. I'll be. I didn't get many games in NAIC, and I prepped <laughs> a lot for Worlds with it. So I mean, Palkia felt so natural and easy for me to play. The problem with Italian engines is that I think you brick like three out of ten of your games, um, which yeah. is like basically what happened. My tournament was like three out of ten of my games were losses on bricks. Um, or like losing to late game Roxanne, but I also won a lot of games off late game Roxanne, so I can't complain. Sure. Uh, but it didn't feel like the skill difference was too high between my deck and let's say like a Mew deck. Like I think it felt like very even across the board. Like or the percentage points were like maybe fifty five forty five. Um, so it really felt like I could have played something easier and just had a better day or like a similar day. Um, but obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, right. Uh, and I mean, like, every player, like, likes their own thing. I think Lost Zone Engine's a completely different beast. Like, I think, obviously, the hardest deck in this format to play was the Arc Zard, like, the Intel Zard deck. Right. Um, sorry. And, like, that one was the most rewarding to see players do well with. But yeah. um, besides that one, I don't think... Yeah, I just feel like if you are going to play Intel Engine, you need to understand everything that's in your deck. Because there was, like... Like, I've been to a lot of tournaments, and I... And I I'm not going to sit here and be the guy that's like, oh, I never blame it on, like, RNG. But I can tell you straight up, these three games that I played, uh, they're totally my fault. Totally just don't know what I'm doing. Totally was just bad. It was a terrible decision. There was, like, a point in, like, one of the games I needed an energy. I used one bucket. I drizzle to get bucket. Two buckets are prized. So is Melanie. So in my head, I'm like, I have no way to, I, like, there's no way to get energy. I, I do nothing. I pass. The next turn goes, I do nothing, I pass. The next turn goes, I search my deck, I have training court. I have training court. And I'm like, I'm literally stupid, and I shouldn't be playing this game. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And, like, yeah. there's, like, uh, another one where, like, I was going to do, like, 220. I thought out this whole process to do 220 with an Intellion. I had, I had Leon's, I had... I had everything to do it, yep. and all I all I had to do, like I had two, I had three drizzles, and I had Intellion in hand. I'm like, all right, all I have to do is evolve this one, and then scoop up that evolve, get all the pieces I need. Yep. I evolved the active that has the energy, so I can't scoop up that. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. I'm literally just dumb. I don't know what I'm doing. So it's just like I think. That's such a more important thing to understand. Like your deck, it's just better than to just like, like it gets to a point where if you don't understand your deck, like definitely shouldn't you shouldn't play it at all. Um, I agree, hundred percent. Like matchups and stuff is cool and all, but if like if you're doing those simple errors that like uh, playing the game, like you don't know what you're doing, like you're not going to win no matter what. So. I should have just stuck with Mew. I, I, I knew every card in my list. I, I It's straightforward. I, I could have played a lot better. But we live and move on, basically. We just don't live, learn, move on. Um, working hard towards um, Salt Lake. Definitely going to stick with whatever I'm testing. and, and Yeah, 
Stick to your, like, yeah, stick to your guns, guys. The next couple yeah. of weeks, like, I know there'll be a lot of new options and new things coming your way. Make sure you play what you practice a lot of the time because uh, unless it's really crazy and revolutionary, it probably won't Correct. change, um, like, it, what well, you want it, to do. Yeah. Like, going in with no games played is probably not the answer. I know a lot of people, like, post on Twitter and stuff, oh, I've never played a game, and then they go, like, 9-0 or whatever, and you're like, oh, I mean, man, the looks difference so is those people usually have probably played enough games of the format yes. to kind of be able to do that. So. Correct. I was, I, if, I, if, there's, if there's a deck I pick up last minute and don't know what I'm doing, um, I've done decent sometimes, but it's never been, like, a crazy yeah. good finish. No, I've done decent, too, with a couple lists. Like, um, I picked up Lissy at, at NAIC once, and I started, like, 3-0, at, and I think I ended, like, 6-3 or something, but, like, it's a, that, that, that deck was just, like, it was just different. Like, it wasn't super, like, it wasn't an Italian engine, you know? Especially when it's something like that where you have to make decisions on, on the fly, you shouldn't play it. Unless you're used to playing an Italian engine. Which, I didn't play anything, like, going into this tournament. I didn't play at Worlds. I, I probably didn't play for, like, five, six months, basically. Then I just tried to pick up an Italian engine and had no clue what I was doing. Which is just dumb. And we shouldn't do that. So, if you're watching this podcast, don't do that. Alright? We're, we're yeah. moving on. We're going to do better. Hopefully going to Salt Lake. Um, and we're going to have a lot of time for practice. We're going to see what does well in, in a week and a half. We're going to, we're going to practice up there. We're going to, there's going to be a lot of variance. The online tournaments are nuts. Like the, the amount of data that we have, I, I mean, we don't have to say it's great data, but it's some data. It's, there's so much, there's vast amounts of data now that we can look at that we didn't have in the past, which is, was really nice. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for this format. I'm excited to see what, what comes out of it. Uh, I think the one prizes are going to do really well. I, I think we'll see more one prizes like doing really well. No. It'll be like Malamar format a little bit, uh, like early, uh, early post worlds where we'll have our big guys like Mewtwo, like in that format where it was like Mewtwo and, uh, yeah. like Rashi's being our big guys. And then, uh, having, um, like having, uh, like single prizes, like Malamar, like be, be good. Like, I yeah. think like lost boxes, like our Malamar, this format. And yeah. if it sets up, it's really, really strong. Yeah, I think obviously Palkia and me are going to do well. Arceus is probably going to be fine. Yep. And then you'll have your one prizes, and then you'll have a few other decks. But I really don't think a lot changes. Um, I hope I hope pace of play. I think people got to start thinking about when these one prizes are become more frequent because. Um, Getting three games in with one prizes is almost impossible, to be honest. It's really hard, yeah. Uh, which sucks, but um, yeah, if you're gonna play one prize, I don't know. I don't even know what to tell you because, like, I don't even even the best players like that play super fast is tough. Cause, like, no matter what, you have to make decisions. Yeah, I mean, and I won't be there. So what happens at Peoria? Yeah. I don't. I haven't actually played too much with uh, Lost Origin cards, so I don't know how. Uh, pace of at least we're not have to shuffle. That's yeah. a, that, that helps. <laughs> yeah, like, but, I, don't, I don't know but, what the like, I don't know what the like end game is going to look like for people or like what's going to happen. Um, so I think I think we'll see. I think we'll see. Um, I, I I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in Peoria. Um, should be a fun stream. Yeah, I'm excited. 
Like, Pokemon's just exciting. Even though, like, I didn't no, I love, do well. I, love the game. I absolutely love the game. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do well. I got back to the hotel. Obviously, I'm upset at myself for switching. But, like, in my head, I'm like... Like, I'm, I posted, I think I'm on Facebook. I'm like, hey, Pokemon season starts in, in, in Salt Lake, right? Like... That's where it starts, right? Like, yeah, just I mean, like the, the get over it. BFL, the thing about BFL six, if you're attending enough events, is that yeah. you can make up your season anywhere. And so, That's I mean, don't get discouraged until you hear about cups and challenges yet, because we will have time to make. Yeah. We'll have time like, to make that decision. Okay, like, yeah. obviously, like in in your head, if like Baltimore was like you're going to like two regionals, three regionals, Baltimore is one of them, and you shit the bed on it. Obviously, you're gonna feel bad. Um, in my head, I don't know how many regionals I'm going to, so, like, I, I feel bad, but, like, my capabilities of going to a lot of regionals, I could. Do I want to spend that type of money? That's a decision I have to make throughout the season. Um, so, like, I just don't feel too bad. Oh, my God. Let's just start in Salt Lake. I have, I have a good testing group. I have, I have locals that are... A lot of locals are going to Salt Lake because it's very close. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So a lot of people are excited. A lot of people have talked to. A lot more better environment, I think, than I had going into this Baltimore, where, like, no one was... People are already moved on. Everyone I talked to already moved on to Origins. They're doing their thing. Um, No one locally was going to this. Like, it was all just, like... I was kind of on my own. I was playing Mew. um, And then I switched switched it up. Where, like, this one feels a lot more organic. There's a lot, lot more excitement around it. And... Um, should be more fun, especially after Illinois or whatever it is. Yep, I agree. Um, I wish it was Chicago, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, I don't know. My prediction is Charizard wins again um, in some facet. I think the deck's just really good. Uh, I think I think a, like a loss of an engine will do very well for yeah, sure. That's yeah, what I'm I, I expect. I think um, I Mirage gets really well. strong. So yeah. we'll see, we'll see. Um, um, but yeah, that's all I got for this week. You got anything to end it on? No, I'm, I'm pretty much done there, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, hey, let's just keep it, everything positive. Um, let's have fun this year. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Real, it was nice talking to you. That's I'll see you, you next week, my Good dude. Good luck, everyone. I mean, we'll talk yeah. again before then, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk next week. We'll get, We'll go into like a deeper dive next week on on some decks, um, limitless, what we're testing and whatnot. Um, if you guys have any ideas or anything you want to hear about on the podcast, comment down below. Um, we listen to everything, so yeah, do that. But uh, for now, we're scooping it up.